Inside of the TARDIS is now joined to the outside of the TARDIS, plus in a time space loop. Nothing can enter or leave this ship ever again. Hello, faithful listener, and welcome to A Kettle and Some String, where we take a random trip through all the Doctor's adventures in time and space. I'm Dave, and I don't have a guest with me this week because this is a bonus episode. Apologies that this is going out slightly late, just life has got in the way, I've been away a lot, uh, been in job interviews, and life's been just a bit manic recently, so apologies for that. I'm going to look at today, Space and Time. Now, Space and Time was a two-part mini-sode made for Comic Relief. Comic Relief in the UK is like children in need. It's an annual night where money is raised for good causes. And so you'll often see on Red Nose Day in the UK, people going about wearing big red noses on their own nose that are sold at the shops and so on. Space and Time was written for the 2011 Red Nose Day telephone. And the director, Richard Senior, received the script two weeks before shooting. And the whole story was shot 12 hours in a single day. So this story is set completely in the TARDIS. This was transmitted in March 2011, and there's no guest stars. So all we have is Matt Smith as the Doctor, Karen Gillan as Amy Pond, and Arthur Darville as Rory Williams. I remember watching this on transmission and really enjoying it. Uh, it's a fun little adventure, and one of the twists in it is the TARDIS within a TARDIS, which is always fun in Doctor Who and has been done uh, many times before. Our story begins with Amy Pond trying to get the Doctor's attention while he fixes the TARDIS. She fails, though, and finds Rory's helping him by installing thermocouplings. So the Doctor's under the TARDIS, uh, going in and out under it like he's a car mechanic, which is quite fun. And I love Amy's outfit in this, this uh, checkered shirt that she's got on. Um, and I love how the Doctor just wants Rory immediately because Amy wants to talk to him. So... A running gag, uh, there's quite a few uh, minisodes on the season six Blu-ray and DVD set. And this is one of them, where Amy is trying to get corner the doctor, basically, to ask him a question. And it's she wants to talk about the events of the last series, series five, because just so much happened and there's a rebooting of the universe and so many things happen in that series. And she just wants some time to speak to him, but the Doctor just keeps evading her um, until one of the other minisodes where she finally manages to pin him down, as it were. So the Doctor's not in this story wanting to speak to her at all and immediately just screams, Rory, um, who's helping him out. Rory's under the the top of the TARDIS in the depths, uh, fitting these thermocouplings, and he looks quite cute with these goggles on while he's doing it. And the Doctor then talks about conceptual space and what they're doing to Amy. Um, and he has a typical 11th Doctor sort of gibberish speech where he talks about conceptual space being like a banana and it being curved and then saying, well, actually, it's nothing like a banana, so forget the banana. Amy is angry as she thinks she's shown in, he's shown Rory how to fly the TARDIS. And they quarrel about Amy cheating on her driving test that she passed first time as she wore a shirt, skirt, sorry, to distract the examiner. So 
they have this little quarrel and Rory says that she was in his car once and they were having a lesson and till Amy said there was an unexpected house. <laughs> so obviously the implication is that Amy's not a very good driver, which is quite ironic because in Amy's choice in the last series, she drove a car into a house and that had consequences. The lighting then goes down, which is very good. The lighting is very good in the this TARDIS when the lighting goes down. And we find out that Rory's dropped a coupling because of Amy's skirt and a glass floor. And the doctor says, oh, Rory, um, yeah, Muffet heavily sexualised Doctor Who in his period. I mean, there was always like sort of romances going on or things like that. But it was in Muffet's era where it got a lot of sex jokes because Muffet was famous for sex jokes and the likes of press gang and coupling and so on. So he likes writing these in. And while I think sometimes the jokes in his era go a bit too far, like um, talking about Clara in a tight skirt and I think it's Nightmare in Silver, for instance. But in this case, I actually quite find, find it quite funny that uh, the TARDIS is, is basically shut down because Rory was looking up her skirt, his wife, and he drops a firm a couple, and that's quite funny. The Doctor turns on the emergency materialisation, so the TARDIS will land in the nearest safe place. And the lights come back on, and the shock is the TARDIS has materialised inside itself. So this is another TARDIS inside the TARDIS, which is very likely Gopolis in the 80s. And it's a great shot where it spins from showing the Doctor at the console, the all turning around and the look is, oh my God, what on earth does this mean? And the camera just goes from them, pans round, and we see the outside of the TARDIS inside the TARDIS. I love how Matt gets so much joy in, his, in the eyes as the Doctor at this point. He's got no idea what's happening. And he just has this glee of going, what's going on? You know, Amy says... Um, what's happening? He says, no idea. And he just smiles, goes to the, the exterior of the TARDIS and opens the door. And we have this brilliant little effect where he puts his hand in the, the door and then we see his hand through the inside of our TARDIS's door, the inside of the TARDIS. Hope that makes sense. <laughs> um, and Amy says, that's weird. And that really helps to sell what's going on. So the Doctor explains that, and then at that moment, the cliffhanger of this first part is another Amy appears through the TARDIS stores saying things are about to get complicated, repeating her speech from uh, the end of the Big Bang, or the end of the Big Bang, sorry. And that's the end of the episode called Space. We then go straight into time, and this new Amy says that she's slightly in the future as she's stepping to the TARDIS exterior, which has drifted slightly into the future, and set her into the TARDIS interior, which is slightly in the past. Karen Gillan's face is brilliant at this point, and she says, I'm from your future. Our Amy says, I don't understand the word of this. And then she says, neither do I. Um, which is probably quite, quite what a lot of the audience was doing, certainly during Muffet's time. I mean, there was quite a few real sort of, in Muffet's time, absolute headfuckers is the only way to describe it, where literally you need a diagram to figure out what's going on. I mean, from River Song to Heaven Sent, figuring out where all the bits of the castle are. Uh, the Big Bang, of course, probably when you think about it, doesn't make any sense, but it's just hilariously enjoyable. Um, Muffet is the man, the, the showrunner, where it came to complex time, space, things like this. Future Amy says that the present Amy enters the exterior of the TARDIS after slapping Rory. So the Doctor then says that Rory has to be slapped to maintain the timeline, or they'll end up with these two Amys forever. 
And the classic thing, which is really funny at this point, is Rory thinks about, oh, my God, I'm going to have two Amy's. I've got two my wife here. And that's when he slapped, which is really clever. Matt Swift is great in this two-part minisode, in my opinion, because if he's reactions, he has a lot of hand movements, Trouton-esque sort of hand movements. And even though they're in a space loop, he's loving every minute of this. Amy then flips with herself. Now, anyone who knows me knows that I'm not the biggest fan of Amy. I think she's a complete slapper, quite frankly. <laughs> I'm being really honest. Um, she's just so sexualized, And that's fine. And I understand a lot of heterosexual men out there who love that and love that Amy was just so... Um, such a sexual woman. But I just thought it went, for my liking, a bit too far um, in Doctor Who. It was just... She tries to shag the Doctor at one point, for God's sake. And it was just... I was never the biggest fan of Amy. Um, and her, her flirting with herself is, well, I can't really think of another companion that would do that. That is typical Amy Pond. And Rory, Arthur Darville is Rory just being completely boggle-eyed at, you know, seeing his wife flirting with his wife and just completely, of course, being turned on by this. And it's <laughs> it's just quite funny. Um, I love the Doctor's part at this point where he says, oh, this is how it ends. Pond flirting with herself. True love at last. Probably true because I think obviously that Amy completely treats Rory like shit. I mean, she's fine in series seven A, where she finally I think the penny drops. I've got a good man here, but series five, series six, she treats Rory shamefully, and I don't care what anyone says. That's what I believe. Even apologizes to Rory at this point if he hurt his feelings, and Rory just goes, "No, I'm alright." <laughs> <laughs> but it is so quite uh, my reservations about the show being really sexualized at this point in time. I do like the fun in this part mini so it doesn't go too far on or over the top with that. Then shock horror, another Amy appears in the TARDIS with another Rory. And Matt Smith just goes, What are you doing? <laughs> By this point, it's just you're swept up as in the audience to this uh, chain of events. And I love how Rory asks, Do I need to remember everything that I'm saying? And the future Rory says, well, it just happens. <laughs> uh, the camera angles on the future Amy Rory are really good. Where, and then the Doctor just goes, stay where you are, because the future Amy Rory don't know what to do at this point, who are now the present Amy and Rory. And he just says, stay where you are, and I've got to try to figure this out to not complicate it. And the Doctor then sets up a temporal implosion to reset the TARDIS, but doesn't know what lever to pull as it may explode the TARDIS. And Amy just is brilliant, saying, you don't know what lever it is? And he says, well, I'm just about to find out. And the clever bit now is that another doctor comes in and says, it's the wibbly lever, whatever the wibbly lever is, because all the levers look quite the same on this TARDIS. Yeah, this is a strange TARDIS set, this one, that we've seen in Series 5 and Series 6 as well. Um, I quite liked it at the time, but now it looks a bit childish to me and a bit dated, but... I did like it at the time because, uh, as opposed to other TARDISes before that, it had little, you could see doorways leading off to other parts, and it was on more than one level, and yeah, I just don't know, I, I just, I think it just looks quite dated now, and for me, the Peter Capaldi TARDIS is the, the one, it just, it's got the balance right between being a machine, but also believing that it could be alive. So the TARDIS then dematerializes, so that's the exterior of the TARDIS that's on the inside of the TARDIS. God, this is a tongue twister, this explaining this. And the Doctor explains then that all is back to normal, and I love how he puts his arm around Amy and Rory, because there's a gang, they're, 
you know, they're the team. And the punchline at the end is Pond puts some trousers on. And I love Amy's smile at the end, but I still think she's a hussy. Space and time. I found one other one. Uh, three methods were used for achieving the shots with more than one of the same person. We've got the whip pan, which is two shots and then whipping the camera across them so you don't see the join. So you see that, for example, when the doctor puts his hand into the door of the outside and then we see him his hand coming in on the inside. There's a split screen technique, which uh, is having, say, an Amy on one side of the camera and then having a duplicate on the other, so the body double. But then they then refilm it with the real Amy, Karen Gillan, on the other side of the cam or the other side of the shot, and then they can put them both together so you don't see the join. So then you can have two Amy's in the same shot. And then you've got standards. So you'd have for the long shots, you've got the double Amy and Rory with their backs to the camera looking towards the real Amy and Rory who are at the inside of the Tabas's doors. Final thoughts, I think that um it's a lovely we scene um where I think he uses a lot of sex jokes, which some of them are a bit eye-rolling, but as I said earlier, it's not too bad compared to some of the other ones that come later on. Stick-out moment. Love how Matt's doctor says, I have no idea when he's asked, what does this mean, having another TARDIS here? And he just, his love of having this problem to solve, uh, it's really good. Well, that's the end of, that's a really short one, but that's the end of Space and Time. Uh, normal service will be resumed next week with uh, another episode, another story. And uh, till then, I'll see you later. And thank you for all the support as always. And see you next time.